0: This is an ABC podcast. OK, so today we're going to begin with one of our signature short and curly thinking questions and we'll explain why in just a moment.
1: This is where we give you the power to pause the show, to chat or think. Unpause when you're ready to rejoin this ethical roller coaster.
0: And our question is about bedrooms. Is yours a pigsty full of junk and filth? Or do you live with someone who has a super messy room?
1: So our big question is, do you think people can help it if they're just always disastrously untidy? Hit pause now.
0: And why would we be asking you about messy, untidy people?
1: because we have found the most messy, untidy youngling in the world.
0: Hey! This is Harriet. Hello! And we're currently in her bedroom. I'm not even that messy.
2: I just... I don't know. I can't be bothered cleaning up sometimes. It's not
0: my fault. I was born that way. Harriet's here because today we're bringing a judge and a jury and all the glitz and glamour and wigs of the court to Harriet's bedroom. I don't even
2: know how you're going to fit in here. Couldn't we
0: just have used a
2: real court? I've got my jigsaw puzzle set up everywhere.
1: You see, Harriet has been accused of having the messiest room of all time, but she claims it's not her fault.
0: Which is why she called me her very serious and professional lawyer.
1: And I've been brought in to make sure she goes to jail for her terrible, untidy crimes.
0: And we need you listening to be our jury today.
1: Today on Short and Curly, who's to blame for Harriet's messy room?
0: I'm innocent!
2: Hello, and today you're listening to Short. You're listening to Short and curly. and curly. Yay! Short and Curly, 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 Curly,
0: Curly, Curly, Short Curly. Short and Curly. Before Harriet's trial begins, let's hear from our student jury representatives from Maloolaba State School in Queensland.
1: We asked them not just about being messy, but whether they think it would be their fault if they were.
3: My room is really messy because I like playing in my room with... I've got a little basketball hoop in my room and I always leave balls everywhere. I can't control it much at all. Because of my personality, I don't like cleaning my room at all. I just like making a mess. I have books all over the floor and sometimes clothes as well, my room's really dusty. I reckon I could change if I wanted to but it would take a lot of time because you get used to something and then that something becomes a habit and when you want to change that habit it takes a really long time. My little brother he His room is a pigsty every day because he has all of his little baby toy thingies everywhere. And my room is really clean. Since I was a little toddler, my mum and dad, they've basically taught me to, like, always do the dishwasher and do jobs around the house, I guess. And my brothers, they did nothing. And so I think I've just gotten used to, like, the hang of doing jobs around the house.
2: I think I could change to being very tidy, but I don't really want to. I like being in between because if you just tidy it and then have a friend over and they mess everything up, you don't want to get really angry and then so no one wants, like, to come over to your house. You want to be, like, relaxed.
4: Order! The bedroom court is now in session. The Honourable Dr Matt presiding. What's the case today?
1: Did you just introduce yourself
4: as Honourable Matt?
0: I didn't realise you were a qualified judge. I said
4: order! Now, before we go on, Harriet, tell us a little about yourself and how your room got to be this way.
2: Well, my name's Harriet. I'm eight years old, I love arts and crafts, eating meals out of cups, I read no less than seven books at the same time, and I'm learning to play the saxophone and the piano. There are so many things I love doing, so of course my room is going to be full of stuff.
1: Is that a saxophone under all that rubbish?
4: I accidentally smooshed a rotten orange covered in maggots with my gavel. Harriet, Ms Daniels, surely you can't deny this is the messiest room ever.
0: Yes, I agree. Hey, aren't you meant to be my lawyer? What gives? Shh, trust me. <clears throat> I mean, really? One little eight-year-old girl causing this much filth and mayhem? I think I got the wrong lawyer. Now. If you'll all kindly look around the room, what do you see?
1: Uh, filth.
0: And beneath it?
1: Just more filth.
0: But beneath that? N-
1: nothing really. Just like a bed and a-, a wardrobe and a desk, all of them piled high with junk. What's
4: your point, Miss Daniels?
0: Your Honour, how could she possibly tidy all her stuff away with so little furniture?
1: Wait, so you're saying it's her room's fault? No. Carl.
0: The fault lies with her wardrobe. I call to the stand Harriet's wardrobe.
4: Can can she do that? Uh, I'll allow it. Furniture removalists, please position the wardrobe on the stand. Thank you. Now Ms Daniels, you may ask the wardrobe your questions.
0: Thank you, Your Honour. Now, Wardrobe, if that is your real name, you stand accused of not being nearly large enough to house all my clients' clothing, knickknacks, trinkets, crud, and instruments. Wardrobe, what do you have to say for yourself? Uh, Ms. Daniels. It's speaking to me.
1: Your Honour, I I can't hear a thing.
0: Quiet. I can understand wardrobe speak, but this one is talking very quickly. Mm, mm, I see. So you do acknowledge that you might be too small to fit all of her stuff. Oh, you were designed for a baby's room. Compelling and rich.
4: Your Honour, please, this is ridiculous. The wardrobe is not to blame. Ms Daniels, I, I think we've heard enough from the wardrobe. Furniture removalists, you may put the wardrobe away.
0: It says, thank you.
4: A philosopher named Simone de Beauvoir thought our choices were always limited by facts about the world that we can't control, like the size of our wardrobe. She thought we were responsible for our choices, but not responsible for the world our choices live in. But Your Honour, what does this have to do with our case? Well... It might be true that a small wardrobe would make it harder for Harriet to keep her room tidy. But it also seems like Harriet could be making smarter choices about the fact that she has a little room. Wouldn't you say, Ms Daniels, that that part is Harriet's fault?
0: No, Your Honour, I would not. It's clearly the wardrobe's fault that Harriet's room is a pigsty. Ladies and gentlemen and inanimate objects of the bedroom jury, I have another question for you to consider.
1: Come on, Molly, it's over. Harriet's the criminal here.
0: I'm not. Members of the jury, feel free to pause for a moment to reflect on these shiny and poignant words that I'm about to utter. Could I ask you for a moment to consider your own life with this question? Maybe you can be a bit lazy or selfish or you have other bad habits. Who do you think is responsible for that? Hit pause now. Members of the jury, I'm not saying Harriet is perfect.
1: Uh, She is actually capable of cleaning her room, but she chooses not to.
0: Well, let's all just remember that Harriet is eight years old. Turning nine soon, though. Now... How much responsibility do we really expect of an eight-year-old turning nine soon? My point is, her habits were created by the people who raised her. That is, her parents! Order!
4: Order!
2: It's my parents' fault my room is messy, not mine. How am I supposed to tidy up if no one has showed me? And I'm just a kid.
1: Unbelievable. Your Honour, Harriet's parents are always trying to get her to tidy up. And they are the ones who've had to clean up after her time and time again.
0: Exactly. Have they ever actually shown her how to?
4: This
1: is just another distraction.
4: How can you blame her for something she was never taught? Your
1: Honour... I say it's not true. Harriet's parents have spent years trying to teach her to clean her room. Oh, really? And
4: how have they tried to teach her?
1: By cleaning her room so she can see how it's done. And don't just believe me. Here is Harriet's mum. She can tell you just how much she has tried to change her messy little darling.
0: Yes, yes, Your Honour. We come in to collect the top layer of filth off the floor. We assume she'd at least be able to do that herself.
4: Order! Order! Oh, what's wrong with you? No, oh, sorry, everyone. I was just trying to hit order on this food delivery app. Now, where were we? Mr Smith, can you please tell the court how you learned to drive? Well... Uh, I I practiced.
1: I got behind the wheel and had someone there to talk me through in a safe way.
4: So you had to be shown how to do it, not just watch other people driving.
1: Yeah, obviously. It's not like you can learn something if you're not doing it. Oh, wait. I see where this is going.
4: It can be difficult to learn to do something if someone else does it for you. The more we try to manage other people's lives, the less chance they have to learn to take responsibility for themselves. In philosophy, we call this paternalism. Paternalism happens when you think you know better than somebody else. So instead of letting them make their own choices and sometimes getting it wrong, you make the decision you think is best, like cleaning their room instead of letting them live with a messy floor. But, Your Honour, Harriet was asked to clean up
1: and she would just refuse or get distracted or whinge or complain.
0: But even that's not Harriet's fault, Your Honour. Harriet is the way she is because of how she was raised.
4: Hmm, maybe. Some philosophers still think every person has the chance to challenge and question their upbringing or to accept it. That's what we mean when we talk about free will. It means being able to decide how we'll act and what kind of a person we'll be.
0: But not every philosopher believes in free will, do they, Your Honour?
4: No, they don't. Some philosophers are called determinists. They believe free will doesn't exist and all our choices are decided by outside forces, like the people who raised us.
0: They sound very wise.
1: Wisely wrong,
4: you mean.
0: Objection. That's not a thing you can be.
4: Sustained. Carl, that made no sense. (laughs) But another thing that might not make sense is for us to say that Harriet has no free will. Harriet, I noticed there are some trophies on that shelf over there, next to that empty tissue box and 17 teddy bears.
2: Those are my dad's trophies.
4: But if everything about you is a result of your parents, shouldn't you give those trophies to them? After all, aren't they the ones who made you a great dancer? Objection. On what grounds? Uh,
0: Relevance?
4: Overruled. (laughs) It's very relevant. If we want to blame somebody else for parts of our character that aren't so great, we also need to give them credit for the good things about us.
0: Hmm. Your Honour, I'm going to ask for a short break. Perhaps we could hear from our brains trust on whether parents should be held responsible for who their kids grow up to be.
3: (laughs) Yes, because it is your parents' fault because you're learning off them. It's kind of like saying when you're a baby and you can't talk, you learn the English words off your parents.
2: I think it's the kids' fault because they they have control over their self and they can put in the effort to try and stop whatever bad habit or thing
3: they're doing. I think as soon as you leave your house and move in by yourself I think that's when you don't have responsibility or well you can't blame your parents for anything because you're not really being brought up by them now. Well it could be the parents fault but I don't think we should blame it on the parents because necessarily they don't, sometimes they don't really know what they're teaching like unexpectedly
0: to their kids. And now it's over to you to think about this one. If a child does something bad, should we blame their parents? Hit pause
1: now.
4: All rise again for the Honourable Matt Beard. The court is back in session. I really don't think the judge is meant to call himself Honourable. Are there any further arguments before we reach a verdict today?
0: Yes, yes. Uh, even if it's not Harriet's parents' fault, maybe it's society's fault oh, for distracting her with cool TV shows. Come on. Or maybe it's the Earth's fault for being full of dirty, messy things all the time.
1: You're just, you're just reaching now.
0: Or oh, maybe it's the universe's fault for existing in the first place. Oh, a churned.
4: Okay, we're not here to judge the universe. Ms Daniels, Mr Smith, clearly you've both run out of ideas, so I think it's time for the jury to... boy!
2: Why don't I get to say anything?
4: Young lady, what is the meaning of this?
2: I've prepared a short statement.
4: Hmm, I'll allow it.
2: Thanks, Your Honour, here it is. (coughs) Does the fact that my room is a mess make me a good person any less... To be alive is such a wonderful treat. To have friends, to laugh, to eat. I'd rather play in the sun, pat dogs, and have fun than make sure my room is so nice and neat. So I hope you can all understand why I don't reach for a brush and dustpan. I don't need to be tidy, cause I think I'm alrighty. I'm happy just the way I am.
4: Well, that was very enlightening, Harriet. Thank you for your honesty.
0: So, is my client off the hook then?
4: Surely she's guilty. Oh, you want me to decide? That's not really what I do. But that's the job of a judge. But I'm a philosopher. My job is to help you think and find your own answers, not to decide these questions for you. Well, this has been a complete waste of time. Maybe not entirely. Harriet, from now on, your parents will not clean your room anymore. If you want it dirty, you live with it dirty. No more having them pick up your stinky socks or snotty tissues. I sentence you to live with the consequences of your choices.
2: Okay, Your Honour, that seems fair, but can I ask a favour?
4: Of course.
2: You've turned my bedroom into a courtroom and made a massive mess, so... Can you get all this junk out of here?
1: Hey, are you just trying to get someone else to clean your room?
0: Oh my gosh, this was your plan all along, wasn't it, Harriet? How could you betray me like this? That's what you get for messing with the
2: messiest kid alive. <gasps> ha! <laughs>
1: Well, a massive thanks to Harriet Wall for playing a kid with the messiest room in the world.
0: Although she does apparently have a really messy room in real life.
1: And thanks to the rest of the Short and Curly team, too. Executive producer Justine Kelly, Audio Studios manager Kelly Reardon, producer and creator Kyla Slaven, and audio engineer Bella Tropiano.
0: And even more thank yous to Josh, Kaya, Isaac, Gemma, Audrey and Fred from Mooloolaba State School in Queensland. I love being messy! (laughs) I've just been uh, shredding on my skateboard. Well, not shredding so much as falling off it a lot. See, I've been listening to the new season of the Fierce Girls podcast and there's an awesome ep about Sabre Norris, the skateboarder, surfer and vlogger, who was the first Australian female and third in the world to land a 540 on a half pipe. And she did it when she was nine years old. Sabre has inspired me to give skating a crack, even though I'm uh, not so good at it. And she's not the only legend who'll inspire you this season. See, Fierce Girls tells the stories of extraordinary Australian women like the opera singer Dame Nellie Melba and AFL star Taylor Harris. Read by other fierce women like singer Amy Shark and actor Yale Stone. Listen to it wherever you get your podcasts or via the ABC Listen app. You know, maybe I'm not a good skater. Let's see how I go with surfing.
1: You'll be pleased to know my good friend and short and curly co-host Molly Daniels made it back to shore with only a few blue bottle stings and a good few litres of salt water up her nose. You can listen to the new season of Fierce Girls for free on podcast apps like Google or Apple or the ABC Listen app, or it's also available on your smart speakers.
3: This has been an ABC podcast. Check out the ABC Kids Listen app. It's full of educational and entertaining audio programs.